checking out the performance anxiety podcast on the pantheon podcast network i'm your host mark and before we start i want to thank our sponsor akg for sending us the podcaster essentials kit the lira mic and headphones are amazing and they help me do my podcast if you've ever thought about your own podcast check it out and it can help you do yours this episode gives you two guests in one the multi-talented luke condon joins me not only is he part of the band town meeting He's a co-host of the Long May You Young podcast. Luke and I discuss his early musical ventures into rap and being in a band with his brothers, Russ and Babe, and hearing his dad play while my guitar gently weeps while passing gas on the toilet. Luke reveals his best and worst live experiences. We create a new genre of music we call skunk, and we talk a lot about Neil Young, because that's the focus of Luke's show on the Pantheon podcast network called Long May You Young. And in honor of the show, I create a cocktail that Luke and I named Piss Town. Check out Town Meeting, Luke's solo album, and the Long May You Young podcast. Follow them on social media at Town Meeting Band and at Long May You Young. Follow us at Performance ANX. Support the show at ko-fi.com slash performance anxiety. Merch, like shower curtains, can be found at performanceanx.threadless.com. Now do what Stephen Stills does and check out Luke Condon of Town Meeting and the Long May You Young podcast on Performance Anxiety, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's going to take all night. No, it won't. Hey, you're listening to Performance Anxiety. This is, is guest extraordinaire Luke doing his own uh, intro. <laughs> and uh, if you want to check out my music, where uh, you can find it at townmeetingmusic.com. <laughs> you got all in my head. That's okay, because uh, it, it froze halfway through. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay, even better. All right, here we go. Uh, hi, this is Luke Condon from the band Town Meeting and from the podcast Long May You Young. Uh, and I am... Anxiety. Uh, if you want to find my music, you can find it at townmeetingmusic.com. If you want to find the podcast go to long may you young podcast.com and i also got some solo stuff look me up on spotify my name is luke condon and it's i make good music and i'm pompous about it and that's how this intro starts <laughs> let's do one more because it's it buffered in the middle of it again of course of course it did. i may end up stitching like three of these together to make all one. Right, that's fine <laughs> all right here we go hey everybody damn it this is my third attempt at the intro. Let's do a fourth because it just did it again. Hey, everybody. My name is Luke Condon, and I am the guest on this week's Performance Anxiety, and this is my fourth attempt at an intro because it keeps buffering. <laughs> These are the wonders of Zoom. Uh, I'm in the band Town Meeting. Look us up on Spotify. I'm on the podcast Long May You Young. Check us out anywhere you listen to podcasts. I also do a solo music. Look up, look me up, Luke Condon on Spotify everywhere. And this is probably the intro you're getting because this is the one that didn't buffer in the middle of it. So, <laughs> so check me out. Here is my interview on performance anxiety. Uh, so who do we have coming on tonight? Is it just you? 
Looks like it's just me, man. I reached out to all the boys and they're all being lame. So uh, I reached out to Mike too. Sorry. I, and even this one, I feel bad. It took me this long and it's, <laughs> it's just, I'm just so bad at scheduling stuff. Oh man. No, no problem. I, I, I reached out to Mike also, but I didn't okay. get back from him. So we'll see. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. We'll see. In honor of having somebody from long may you young on, I have, I have made a drink. <laughs> And I'm not sure what to call it. It's I'm I'm debating either the uh, pea shy because the color kind of works there, <laughs> performance anxiety, or piss town because performance anxiety, pea shy, and town meeting. So I'm not. Ooh, I like all of those. I like piss town. I'm think I'm going with piss town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's in it? So cheers. Um, it is. Uh oh God, it is okay. Started off with some Sprite from Wendy's. <laughs> And um, a shot of vodka and a shot of a tequila. Okay. And that tasted terrible. And so <laughs> I added oh, ginger yeah. ale, Canada Dry Bold for flavor and color. Old old faithful over there. Oh, yeah. You got to go with the nice. bold, uh, the extra ginger flavor. It gives it that nice urine color. <laughs> so. yeah, I love it. I got to be drinking something now. I, I Go just get something. Finished, I, I have one sangria and my stupid fridge in here broke like two oh. weeks ago. Oh no. And I, and it of course didn't happen. Like, at, like I walked in and f- found it. It's one of those mini fridges. Yeah. So the, the temperature got all screwed up. So the tiny little freezer part of it just like oh. fr- froze and froze <laughs> and then melted. So just water pouring everywhere, all the oh. beers, room temperature. I was so annoyed. Oh. I'm going to, I'm just going to grab like a bottle and just drink out of the bottle. Like, hey, like I've, some, like, I've got that handy too. <laughs> Ooh, a little, little BT. Yeah, I love right, it, man. On. All right, I'm, I'm covered. All right, we're I back like and hydrated. A sip left oh, of this uh, stuff is... called bum. It's called, it's bamboo rum. Oh. And uh, a coworker turned me on to it. I don't like, I'm not a big rum guy at all, but it's like, I can't explain it. It's really good. It's, uh, I... it's like delicious. So I, I think that. This is supposed to be banana flavored. Not like I don't like banana flavored thing, but I like this. Whatever it is, uh, it's really good mixed with like a coke or like a whatever. But it's good, just good straight too. All right. Well, I, at some point we're gonna have to actually get into this podcast. So yes, I wanted to find out a little bit about the backstory behind town meeting. Okay, that's because I, I feel I always feel like to to know a little bit more about where you are now. We need to go to the beginning. Sure. So, tell me about your mother. Um, ooh, that sounded <laughs> creepy. Never said about that. That was the worst That's accent her. ever. I don't know what the I'm, hell that was. I'm I'm from Long May You Young. I'm used to creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Old silver gold. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. So we. I mean, I guess I'm trying to think of like the very beginning. Probably. Uh, I mean, me and my brothers have always just sung like ridiculous songs around the house, and then. Um, I learned guitar in my mid to late twenties, probably oh, like really? my mid twenties. Yeah. Was, um, was there any music going on before that? I mean, was it, were you playing something else or was it just starting uh, guitar I at was, that point? I was rapping. Uh, I <laughs> heard about this. I was yeah. going to ask you about this. Yes. Uh, as, as a teenager, you know, like I, you, you do what you're influenced by, you know, yeah. and that was the most accessible. So me and, you know, some friends, we would rap. I never really play. We play like two shows, like in like, upstate new york or something near like his college or whatever but uh but i i always then 
you know, end of high school, I went through all my phases and then landed on, you know, folk indie stuff. And then uh, when I learned, so I learned acoustic and that interested me a lot. So uh, I think I started playing live. I don't even know the year, but like, it would be like a song in front of a friend's band in a coffee house or something, you know, really scared. And then Russ would play the, he didn't play Cajon at the time. He played the, just like a bongo drum. He would just bring a bongo drum and play that. It was very weird. (laughs) And, and, uh, but we weren't called town meeting. It it would just be like, Luke is playing some songs and his brother's with them. Oh, nice. That's what it would say outside. Luke is playing some songs and his brother's with him. (laughs) Exactly. In quotes. Yeah. (laughs) That's the band name. Exactly. Um, but then, so we, we played one show uh, and I remember this because it was the day Michael Jackson died and it was at a martini <laughs> bar and we had like, we got booked for a three and a half hour show and it went so awkwardly and terribly. Like <laughs> no, no one was paying attention. I, I like busted out some rap in the middle of it. It was so weird and uncomfortable for everyone there. Oh wow! But I, I was, um, I, I think at that point I'm like, I think I don't want to do this anymore. I was so, I hated it. And, uh, wow. and anyways, yeah. So the only cool person was the bartender. Cause we played a brand new song and he's like, ah, oh, brand new is cool. Like you, you guys are all right. And I'm <laughs> like, you, you literally like saved me from killing myself probably. <laughs> for that comment. I'm kidding. But, but, uh, so we, I stopped for a while and then, uh, Russ started getting involved with some other local musicians and they started doing an open mic. Ironically, in a little coffee shop below where that fateful venue <laughs> that gig. wow and he's like yeah he's like hey man i've been doing this it's fun you should come it's a good vibe he's like i'll sing with you and i'm like all right cool so we went i played one song i had a ton of fun played another and it was great and then that week he was supposed to play a three-hour gig there with another band of his like just kind of a thrown together band and they canceled and he said me and you should do it he's like we you know we we play it. We we've played enough in the past. And he's like, I've been writing, you've been writing a lot. He said, let's just do it. And I, I was like, all right, fine. And I was so nervous to play this three hour gig for $75 to split with my brother <laughs> that we went, I remember we went to TGI Fridays beforehand and I did two shots of uh, Jameson and I had like a, probably like a, like a hard cider or something. I got like really buzzed. We get to, yeah, very loose, get to the venue. And it went awesome. It was so much fun. And we still didn't really have a name at that point, I don't think. Or maybe we had thrown around the name town meeting. And I think maybe we're just like, just because that was the last, you know how when you're, you just throw, throw around a million band names, that was just the most recent one. Yeah. And we're like, all right, let's, let's go with this. And I, I can't even remember a lot of the reasons behind it. We, I think we just liked the ring to it. Okay. And probably... If I'm being honest, it probably just came because you see town meeting. We live in like a small city and I drive through small towns and every, every, every town has a sign town meeting on this date right. probably was in our heads. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, and that gig went so well that the owner was like, Hey, can you guys come back next month? I want you back. And we did it and we started building a fan base and uh, adding band members. We got, uh, Tim on board. We got uh, Dean at the time, and then eventually my other brother joined us, and it just kind of snowballed upwards in a, a slow but like fun, good way. And we were having a lot of fun. So, so did you guys have any musical training as kids? Because the harmonies are fantastic. Yeah. 
Uh, no, we <laughs> we didn't. Other than uh, just singing in the car, like in the car, singing along to stuff. Our dad uh, was and still is a worship leader at a church. Okay. So uh, you know, so he's very musical. He plays acoustic guitar. He loves to sing. Loves the Beatles. Obsessed with the Beatles. Really? Yeah. He is also obsessed with like old top forty. I guess on uh, he's got, he's got a <laughs> subscription to Sirius Radio, and every Saturday morning. They just pick a year and they play old Casey Kasem like top forties, and he like upset oh, like he'll man. write them down. He he loves it. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty wild. He won actually won a contest on the Beatles channel. He won every Paul McCartney solo vinyl record. Oh my! He's got like God. Yeah, 40, 40 records. It's pretty cool. Holy crap! That's <laughs> amazing. I know. I stole a few. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't, don't tell him, but I definitely took Ram from him. And I, <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I'm going to send this podcast directly to him. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so the band isn't all relatives then? No, and it's gone through a few changes. Okay. Um, and right now, it's uh, it's me, my two brothers, Russell and Brendan. Um, and then I, we call it three brothers and two others. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's the three brothers. And then uh, my buddy, Tim, he's one of my best friends. He started out playing bass for us. I had bought my wife a mandolin for Christmas one year, and she just barely touched it. So I brought it to a practice and gave it to Tim, who had never touched one, and he took to it like wildfire. And then wow. he became our mandolin player, got very proficient in it. And then around the end of 2018, when our electric guitarist left the band and our bass player also left we got a new bass player and then Tim became the electric player and now is like one of my favorite electric players of all time. So you just hit on something because I love the tone of the electric guitar on the, mm. on the, the first of all, the new album. It's just incredible. It's just, it, it's such a classic tone. I love it. Yeah. And, and that's, that's all Tim. He, uh, it's all Tim and, and also Dan Cardinal of uh dimension sound studios he he d did stuff with the ballroom thieves he has ghost of paul revere in there now he's done stuff with josh ritter and oh, uh, nice. i, I want to say like lake street dive i might be i might be wrong about that but uh he's he's got such a great ear and such a talent for producing and mixing and just like finding the sound you want and giving it to you and also like producing but not overproducing and not underproducing and it's such a it's such a skill and an asset when you're in a time crunch. Uh, yeah. So, well, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you guys don't do month-long sessions in, in a studio. I mean, you, you got to <laughs> no. get your... No. You, you got to get your sound down. And yeah. somebody who knows how to get your sound out of you and do it proficiently yeah. is, is worth their weight in gold. And I will say you know, much to the opposite of every, you know, movie and TV show you've seen that involves bands, that's not real. Like yeah. no one, like Neil Young maybe, and like, Throwing Stones maybe. Yeah, of course. But like bands who are recording, it's, you have like, you book a, as many days as you can afford, which for us, it's like three to five. Yeah. And, uh, and then that's it. And, uh, and Dan is worth, Dan is not, he's not the most expensive. He's not the cheapest, but he's worth every penny that we've spent on him. So that's, and crazy. I won't tell you how much, but, uh, if you want to know, just, <laughs> oh, if, was, if you're interested, Dimension Sound Studios in uh, Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. That was my next question was exactly how much do you spend in the studio? <laughs> it's, it's worth it. I'll say that. <laughs> so. 
So is there a method to the way you guys write the music? Is there one primary songwriter or are you writing together as a band? In the beginning, it was just me. And then uh, not soon, not long after that, it was me and Russ. By the time we did If I Die, it was pretty much just me and Russ. Okay. And then um, Babe or Brendan, we call him Babe. He would write like like one or two songs, and uh, by the time we made it, like now we're we actually just finished recording another. It's like a seven or eight song thing. We're not sure if it's going to be an EP or an album, but at, at this point we're all writing, we're all contributing to each other's songs, and it's so much, it's so much harder, but so much more rewarding. So like I'll like someone it, every song is someone's baby. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so for example, we have this new song called Nebula that's going to be on this thing and, and it's my baby, but I throw it to the band and then they say, this is great. Uh, what if we ended it like this? And Tim goes, what if I played a guitar like this? And then Derek, our bass player will be like, what do you think if we change this chord to this, or how about we just take the break out of it and we all work on it together. And then sometimes someone's baby will only be like, a quarter done or half done and Russ or me or whoever will be like, Hey, I have this song, but I can't get a second verse. And I have no idea where to go at this point. And we'll sit down. And then, uh, like a lot of times, uh, like I'll, I'll say, Russ, I need, I need help with this. And he'll just have me keep playing the first verse over and over again. And he'll sit there with a notebook or writing on his phone. And then he'll be like, what do you think of this? And it's just a fun, it's harder. And it's, uh, we get into like, petty arguments and <laughs> annoying fights a lot but it's much more rewarding i think at the end of the day because we're all we we all feel like we're a part of it and that way when you know the time comes to split the songwriting credit which doesn't matter for <laughs> you yes. smaller bands but you never know like if a song takes off there's not that like well i wrote it and i should get more money it's right. just like no we all did this we, this wouldn't be the same without all of us so. right. Aside from your uh, short-lived rapping career, was <laughs> were there bands before Town Meeting that you were in that that you were part of, or because I know you you were you'd mentioned that your dad is is uh, like a minister, but was that was that part of a, a big part of your influence growing up, and did that translate into music early on? Probably a little bit. I think my dad just loving music and playing music all the time. I mean, he, <laughs> I, he doesn't care if I share this at this point, like we would come <laughs> home from school and we would, the bathroom door would be closed and he'd be playing his guitar, taking a shit. Like he just played his guitar all the time. Nice. And uh, we just got used to hearing like, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, my guitar gently weeps and then a fart. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was just like, it, it was what it was. We were always singing and, uh, but no real bands before that. I mean, like I did, I rap, like I rapped with friends right. and we called ourselves a rap group. We were called, <laughs> we were called humanity parade at first. And then our name became anti but it was ant e-y-e -E. we thought that was so cool we thought we were so cool and then eventually that became uh ellipses and then my rap name was behold and my partner's rap name was duplex and we were so fucking good i won't lie to you that oh I'm, man i got I, I wish i could hear this i it's it exists somewhere in fact you know who has it and i keep asking him to send it to me but he hasn't yet is 
Nails Lofgren from. How did Nails get it? Nails, uh, well, Nails is my best friend. You know, if if we speak his name, he's liable to appear. I he I know he. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll I'll refer to his uh, his alter ego, John. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, but J- John is uh, John was my has been my best friend since seventh grade, and uh, he just so he's just was there for all of it, you know. Oh and wow. So he's he's got the files, and I don't. So. Ah man. All right, we're gonna have to reach out to him. Yeah, we're gonna have to send you some stuff. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to put in the podcast if I can. Man, gonna have to (laughs) figure. I'm totally cool with it. I have no. I'm not opposed to anything you want to throw in there. Excellent. All right. Well, we're working on it. How about do you have any copies of your dad farting while my guitar gently weeps? (laughs) I I don't. I wish. All right, we may have to doctor that one up a little bit. That would be easy. I feel like that would be. How long after you guys started playing together as Town Meeting did you actually end up recording the first album? Um, so we did little things, like probably as soon as we could. We okay. went in in friends' basements. My good friend Joe, who was actually our bassist for a little while, he recorded our quote unquote first EP in his bedroom. It was called Younger, and it's like it's definitely like a rough thrown together thing i don't even know if you can find it anywhere so i'm sure some people have it we made 500 copies and they're all gone oh wow awesome um, yeah and but it's like it's but low quality stuff yeah. early songwriting stuff um we did that we did a album called verge that we recorded up in some guy's place in new hampshire we did another one called uh i don't remember wooden bridge we had all these different ones but if i die I think we had been a band for four years before we did If I Die. And we had just, we had made up our mind, like, we got to stop doing these basement tape things. We have to, like, spend some money. Crowdfunding was becoming a thing. Yeah. And so we crowdfunded it and uh, raised the money and, and made it. And, uh... I've been sleeping. So, so you're saying about four years, I can, I can feel it because you guys have that, that blood harmony going mm. and that, yeah. that, you know, that, that you can only get through being related. And I mean, I know a bunch of people have spoken about that other podcasts, but, um, specifically <laughs> what, cocaine and rhinestones. <laughs> I love that podcast, by the way, I you guys too, turned yeah. me on to that. So. Yeah, they're great. So I know he speaks about that with Leuven Brothers and the Everly Brothers and all and, and, and you guys nail it. You get these mm. amazing like Eagles type of harmonies in I appreciate it. I especially your if songs, If I Die and If This Were a Movie. If the angels calm down and you hear the trumpet sound, forget about the open grave deep under the ground. Listen for my soul Leave my body where it is And let my spirit go 
Those two specifically off the first album, but I think my favorite off that is Orange and Reds. Yeah, that's a great one. That God, the vocals on that are beautiful. That's a that's a Russ baby. That and Russ, uh, he also played guitar on that. Like Russ, oh, wow. every like one at one once per album, I feel like he'll hop on guitar and play a tune. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and they're always great like uh i can name you like if i die it was orange and reds on all the bars he played guitar on bird and beast and then on make things better he played it on sometimes the moon and they're always kind of the similar vibe but like like really well written tunes so. they yeah they absolutely are so you guys you're playing a lot live but you guys have full-time mm-hmm. jobs right yeah, um, me and Tim do, and then Russ. I think Russ has for a while now. Um, yeah, and Babe and Derek, I think, are part-time. But yeah, I mean, we're all so, working on this. Yeah. So you basically have to fit this in while you're working. Yeah, it sucks. That, how hard is it hard to get everybody scheduled together? Because how many now? How many people in the band till five? There's five of us now. Yeah, it's 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 tough. I mean, thankfully, like we're all like they're pretty pretty like midweek jobs i think derek works weekends but the rest of us like so most of our gigs are on weekends but like yeah. planning a tour is like next to impossible and it's just uh we we do it and they're always like mini one-offs but it's just you have to use all my wife isn't psyched because i use all my vacation time <laughs> for this and it's just uh but i you know we love doing it and i don't know you that whole myth too of like <laughs> you know just like and over making it overnight like that's not real that's right. not <laughs> some people sure i mean some people that happens but 99.7 percent of bands it's, you just do this years and then you die i think is yeah. how goes, so. <laughs> yeah, you just slog it out for a while yeah. ruin a bunch of yeah. relationships and then you're dead yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, and it doesn't it doesn't help that like we're all horrible at committing and and scheduling like i mean like look at this part like i think you first approached me back in like april and it's mid-august now and even this like i'm like thank god you sent a reminder this morning because i'm like oh that's right that is today (laughs) excellent (laughs) and honestly if it wasn't eight if we weren't recording at eight i probably would have had to cancel because today is my son's birthday oh no <laughs> he's in he's in bed he's in bed oh, so it's man. totally fine but like it's i my brain my idiot brain can't even remember like important dates <laughs> i'm just such a you know i have five kids i get i get i get uh, i know i got three so i three you, you, you know <laughs> that's, i love four fingers i'm an yeah. idiot i know so it, it, you get the yeah. parent brain 
We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. But I definitely like, that's why I did definitely want to come on performance anxiety because anxiety and performance are yeah. two of my favorite things. Well, this, the next album, I was listening to that today. I think I just got a chance to listen to it today. And dude, that is so good. I'm looking at the least of these. If I could find a way to simplify the words I say, well, I'd be asleep at sundown. bars i love that little yeah. background music or music the background noises and all the bars that that, yeah. that is so cool i love little touches like that it's it's uh it shows that you care about the song you want that you want an atmosphere yeah atmosphere that's a good word yeah no i appreciate it that was also done with dance so the first album we recorded up in maine and it, it was fine it was uh it was a learning experience but then one, i think once we found dan we kind of found our home and i i am i i'm saying all this the album we're recording now, or we just recorded, we did not do with Dan. And I feel it's oh like bi- bittersweet about it. Like we still are going to go back with Dan, but we we've crowdfunded too many times. And so we, we, the studio we're doing it now, oh, I'm forgetting the name, but it's our buddy, Andrew. And he, he's also does a great job. So we're, and this one is nice because we can slow, we're mixing it ourselves. So he gave, he gave us all the raw recordings. Oh, we're going to, so this one, we actually can kind of treat like everything you see in the movies where we kind of, at our convenience hit it and but it's that's all mixing stuff it's not really recording stuff right but once yeah. you got it but, done you you have you can do it at your leisure when you guys have time you don't have you're not beholden anybody monetarily exactly, or yeah. time-wise yeah but all the uh what's the name of it? oh from the green and yeah you know those songs meeting dan, that's when we met dan and kind of fell in love with dan and his style and and he he really helps create that atmosphere for the album and the song especially so well shenandoah i, I love because i live in the shenandoah valley so nice. that that's got a special meaning to me bird and beast like you had mentioned that's a beautiful song that might be my one of my, my favorite off the album nice and i have a quite i got a question for you the new album okay the, yep. the new album and let me let me pull that up here make things oh, better boy. yep it's awesome you start off Thank with you. these big harms, but that's not the question I, I have for you because you consist you guys consistently do amazing harmonies. You consistently keep them fresh, but the sound has kind of progressed a lot over the album. Yes, but there's a big change between from the green to make things better, and I was kind of curious if you've gotten any feedback because you know you've gone from. Bird and Beast to Fuck the Man. So tonight I'll raise a glass To all my people staying hungry Busting their ass Still getting nothing but crumbs upon their plate Fuck the man who keeps you there 
And for people who may not have seen you guys live or listened to the your, the Long May You Young podcast, that could possibly be a little startling. Totally, yeah. So, so no one's come right out and said, "I hate this." Um, <laughs> well, that's good. But but we you definitely see fans who were like all in patrons coming to every show, emailing us constantly, just kind of slowly fizzle out and <laughs> just. Li- I don't begrudge them. I mean, we definitely switched. Um, but also we switched as humans, I think, between those two albums. We switched band members yeah. and we switched. We were trying to make hits. We yeah. were trying to like make it. We were aiming songs. We were aiming production. And I, that's not a negative in itself, but it became a negative for us. Okay. We got real burnt out. Um, send in hundreds of thousands, not hundreds of thousands, but like just hundreds of emails all over the place. We just really wanted to make it. And so I think our music suffered a little bit and I don't mean that they're bad albums. I just mean they maybe weren't what they could have been. Um, Maybe it wasn't reflective of you guys as a band. Yeah. Um, And so uh, when we reevaluated at the beginning of 2019, we, you know, thought, do we even want to keep doing this? There's some inner turmoil, like there always is with bands, especially bands with brothers. Yeah. Oasis. Um, (laughs) Black Crows. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just like, and, and we kind of worked through some stuff. We had some screaming matches, some, a lot of hugging it out. And, and then we started just kind of slowly getting back into it. And we, I think we all decided we're not making albums for anyone but ourselves anymore. So awesome. if we want to make something harder, we're going to do it. If we want to make an all acoustic album, we're going to do it. Which, but it's just what we want to do. And so like songs like fuck the man and uh, the fourth verse and uh, answers and these songs that definitely like punch a little bit more and maybe break away from that kind of bluegrassy genre. Yeah. We were all in. And so is Dan. I think Dan felt that the, the guy from dimension and yeah, I don't know. I, I, and this new one is, is a, a, another different direction. It's hard I, to explain. I, I've got a question. Going back to, to, I think it's on the green, uh, from the green. Sorry. Yep. Who is singing the background vocals on Good Enough? It sounds like there's a female vocalist on that. Yeah. She's that's so our... good. How about cause it feels good and that's good enough. If it feels good and that's good enough. If it feels good. friend jessa potts oh my gosh um, that's such a great addition i mean she was yeah. she nailed that she's great and she's so such a unique uh style i don't even know if she's doing music anymore but i hope wow. she is yeah Man. boston bass musician very talented yeah jessa potts shout out to jessa if she's still look her up if she see if she's doing music i will for and sure because what she yeah. added to that song was great nice yeah and all right, so going coming back back around to make things better. The uh, I, th- I think you've written my favorite song of all your songs. It's uh, is on make things better, and it, it's forget me nots. I knew it was gonna be forget me nots. Dude, I love that song. <laughs> when when this that pray for rain st- section starts, I'm getting yeah. in my head David Eugene Edwards. 
absolutely love 16 horsepower woven hand and that's what that whole section reminds me of who is who is that i'm sorry oh david eugene edwards is a freak show of a person he is the weirdest dude on the planet but he writes the most incredible music look up the band's 16 horsepower okay and woven hand i'm gonna follow them right now on spotify oh my gosh they were supposed to 16 horsepower yeah 16 horsepower put out uh i think four albums and then they broke up and uh the lead singer, guitarist, banjo player, accordion player, it was a guy named David Eugene Edwards. And he started okay. this other project that has exploded into a full-fledged band called Woven Hand. And Woven, I, I got to see Woven Hand right before lockdown. And uh, I saw 16 Horsepower three times. And they're, they're a lot more acoustic, folky bass, but it's like American Gothic kind of country. It's freaking okay. creepy stuff. Woven Hand is a lot more electric, and okay. it's, but it's just as freaking creepy. I just followed both of them on Spotify. Oh, so. he is just—he like literally gets possessed on stage. It's unreal. Oh, I love it. And oh, I love it. That whole thing culminates in when you guys do that breakdown at the end. That's what I'm reminded of. That one of my okay. favorite musicians of all time. Nice. So, oh, I like that. That's cool. I gotta check. I'm I'm excited to check these guys out. I'm always looking for kind of new music oh, to check out. This, so. this could literally change your songwriting. Okay. So I like that. You guys have have this sound, and it's obviously progressed. This is art. You're gonna get compared to people. Who who do you hate getting compared to? <laughs> See, that's a good. That's a great. Reverse question of the, <laughs> the typical. Who do you guys sound most like? Who do we hate? Oh, this is good. Um, the good I thing is, I like, can... four people listen to this podcast. So, <laughs> and I think one is is Shu. So, <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, I I think I hate being compared to Mumford and Sons. If I'm being honest, I was gonna. I kind of figured that. I wasn't gonna I... say it, but I kind of figured that would be one. That's the one that always gets brought up. I don't know why at this point, because they've changed so much and so have we, but it's still all the time, Mumford and Sons. Um, you wrote Fuck the Man about them, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 them, I don't know. Uh, uh, probably the Eagles, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I made that rough, comparison. Damn it. It's been a rough night, and I hate the fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> I'm so. not a big fan. I would be happy with like an Eagles greatest hits EP. I could deal with. I could be, I could maybe put up with that. Like five, I, and six I, songs. I most, it's like part of me. It's not that I hate them. I just don't enjoy them. I will say the album hotel California kind of rules. And probably at this point, it's more parody. It's more just me. Cause like leaning into it. Cause I think it's <laughs> funny to just hate. For me, it's nostalgia because my, my mom used to love them and she listens, she listens to them all the time. Yeah. And so it's not that I enjoy it. It's just, it puts me in a certain frame of mind. So. Gotcha. No, totally. So Eagles and Mumford and Sons, and I can totally get those. I completely understand those because they don't, they suck. <laughs> and I'm going to, maybe I should tag Mumford and Sons in this, but uh, I'm fine with it. They, they would never, ever even look at this. God. All right. So <laughs> you guys have had the opportunity to share stages with some pretty awesome people. I mean, Willie Nelson, Sturgill Simpson, one of my favorites, Brandy Carlisle. And I may be wrong on this, but the composer of maybe the best song ever, along December's Adam Duritz. 
I thought you are correct about that. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I think that's been my favorite recurring joke on your podcast is the long December bit. I'm going to keep it going too, as much as I can. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Well, so keeping in mind that you've had, you, you've shared the stages with some pretty big names, some pretty heavy hitters. Can you tell me off the top of your head, because we haven't prepped for this at all, a best live experience and a worst live experience? Best was probably our Sturgill Simpson show because that was our first exposure to a, a bigger crowd and not to toot my own K-corn, but we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we killed it. So nice. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say you got a chance to duet with Duritz on long December, but. Uh, no, but I'm going to force my way into that next time we do his uh, underwater sunshine. You're going to have to make that happen. Yeah. And I want to oh. hear it. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to, I'm literally going to, I'm doing a FaceTime shoe as I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, so that's probably the best. I mean, worst show, worst live experience. I mean, we've, our old electric guitar, guitarist, Dean, great guy, talented guy. I used to play with Jonathan Edwards and Tom Rush and, and all oh, these nice. kind of, but wow. he would say like, if, if there was like a particularly bad gig or rough gig, and we were all complaining about it. And we'd ask Dean, he'd go, you know, I've played a lot of gigs and that was one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head that we've been asked to play some weddings and some of them have been awesome, like really cool. And some of them are really rough because we're not a wedding band. Yeah. Um, But those don't really count. I I guess uh, a lot of times when I ask this, I end up hearing about, technical issues that just kind of derail uh, uh, an entire part of it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, and you guys, you don't have all kinds of backups at the ready. So that's, that can be, you know, harrowing if you have a technical issue. So uh, beginning of 2020, we did a run, a little mini run and we did Texas, we did Colorado, but we had two back-to-back shows in Colorado, which was very dumb. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we played in Denver and then Colorado Springs, which is an uh, two an hour, two hours away from Denver. Okay, and so for a band, a smaller band from Massachusetts, that is foolish. Really, Denver show, small to mid sized venue, uh, almost sold out. Like great crowd, nice. tons of people came out, bl- had a blast, and then Colorado Springs the next night. Instead of a small to mid-sized venue, it was a theater that we had somehow booked. Oh, wow. And two tickets were sold. Two tickets. And one of them didn't even show up. (laughs) And it was so uncomfortable and awkward. So I could, so as far as like good and bad, right, you know, neck and back to back with each other, I would, I would put those right up there. Wow. That's a high and a low right one right after the other oh my gosh that sucks i will say probably one of the better shows we played in a a while was right up in maine last weekend we played at uh maincraft distilling which put up a like a stage they got like a 300 capacity venue now it's outdoors and we there's a a keyboardist this guy ben cosgrove he writes his own instrumental music one of the most talented guys i've ever met hilarious dude uh we vibed really well but he played with us and he's going to probably play with us on some gigs coming up, but having keys in the mix was like transcendental. It was, it was incredible. So we did forget me nots with like organ dude. Nice. 
you would have been pumped. Oh man. Yeah. So what's what's uh playing live like for you guys at this point? I mean, do you have things are kind of still up in the air, aren't they? Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> everything is fraught with anxiety as it typically is anyway but uh we were late to the party to book anything any kind of a tour we had high hopes to run down actually towards your neck of the woods and then all the way down to Asheville oh wow and but everyone you have to do that to do that in November you have to book it in March you know and it's yeah. so like that now they're all booked but now everyone's like are these going to happen so we're uh, we're hoping like probably spring we'll we'll try to do some kind of a run down the east coast and we'll hit new york we'll try to hit philly we'll, but it's just it's so it's just tricky we do all our own booking which yeah. not by choice yeah <laughs> you do more than just a band you are also the proud owner co-owner of a podcast long <laughs> yes. may you young yes and i discovered you guys because we joined this the Pantheon Podcast Network about the same time. Yes. And I remember looking, I'm doing research before joining, and I think you guys had just joined. And I was like, okay, long may you, let me, let me check these guys out. And you'd only done like four or five episodes at that point. Yeah. And I listened, and I thought, these guys are fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, you seriously, long may you young is the reason I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm in Pantheon. I'm I'm good. Oh, nice. So, okay, that's cool. It's <laughs> funny, man. And I've grown to to listen. Or had the chance to listen to more, obviously, since because it's been yeah. what a, a little over a year now. But there's that's some funny. great ones, like obviously Long May You Young, Highway Hi-Fi. I like those guys. Are hilarious. They're so dry. They're hilarious. Highway Hi. I don't think I. I don't think I know though. Oh, I gotta. That's... I gotta. I gotta dip back in. I like. I just, uh, I started listening to me, forcing myself to listen to music again. And then like I dipped out of podcasts except for like my old faithfuls. Yeah. But I got to get, I got to get into some new ones cause I'm, I'm starting to dry up. So for, with my job, I gotta, I gotta listen to some comedy. Otherwise I will probably oh, go hell yeah. postal and just murder everybody. Of Not course. murder. Um, maybe harm, <laughs> but I could. Yeah, but that's that's why I love Long May You Young because first of all, you're talking about one of my favorite subjects, Neil Young. Yeah, and you guys are I hilarious. I thought you were going to say one of my favorite subjects, penises, <laughs> semen. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite subjects. I can't get enough. Uh, all right, so you so you were Neil. You you've been a Neil fan. Yes, probably. Okay, since the early '90s, I got for me. I think I got into him late, but uh, okay. And it was weird because I was listening to or reading an article or something because there were no podcasts at this point. It was probably 91, 92. And I think it was something about the Smashing Pumpkins. And they, they're Billy Corgan was talking about Neil Young and how one of the things that drew him into guitar was hearing Neil Young's one note guitar solo on Cinnamon Girl. And I'm like, mm. one note guitar solo? What? Yeah. What the hell does he mean? By, what? And so I'm like, all right, well, I, I know... You know, Neil's been around forever. I'm going to go get, everybody knows this is nowhere. And yeah. I was hooked from then on. I mean, because I remember hearing, you know, the hits, the Harvest stuff. And thinking, yeah. you know, it's good. It's really yeah. good. But, you know, and I was more into noise. Smashing Pumpkins, you know, they're noisy sure, stuff, yeah. early noisy stuff. And so I'm like, all right, well, let me give this a shot. And that was, I, I heard that and I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm hooked on Neil. 
So yeah, man. So I've just that album, great. yeah, but I've just kind of skipped around. I haven't gone like I'm gonna get everybody knows this is nowhere. Then after the gold rush and harps, I'm not. I just kind of like everybody knows this is nowhere. Then uh, sleeps with angels and then live yeah. rust and then sure yeah ragged glory. So I've, I've just kind of skipped around. And I actually one of the <laughs> I remember when rust and not rust life got released on CD for the first time. I was like, I gotta get it. Mm. And I listened to it. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I love Inca Queen. Yeah. But that's about it off that album. I was, oh. yeah. And so when you guys go through and you're honest about the, yeah. the, the music, it, that's really one of the things that endeared me is that you guys aren't just sitting there, you know, <laughs> virtually jerking Neil off. You, you're actually yeah. <laughs> talking about the albums. Oh, I'm going to be honest about Chrome Dreams too on our next episode, too. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I got some things to say about Chrome Dreams too. So how did whenever I, we finally get to record that episode? I know I've been waiting. You guys are on like a I know every third week now. I know we just got summer just got so crazy for everyone, and yeah. uh, and it's I, I'm hoping once September hits, I'm going to a shit ton of shows in September. But I'm hoping nice. like even in between those, I think just once your kids are on a schedule, it forces you to get on a schedule, and I think that will help because right now we're like someone's on vacation this week and there's a wedding and there's this and we're playing both nights this weekend. So yeah. um, I think, uh, I think this Wednesday, not uh, a week from today, when we're recording this on a Wednesday, a week from today, whenever we're recording this, okay. I think we'll have another episode. I think. So. Well, you'll definitely have it out because this will take several weeks to come out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so gotcha. I'm on like, honestly, I'm on like a six to eight week lead at this point. I have so many freaking oh, okay. ones in the, nice. in the queue. It's ridiculous. I'm always fascinated by people who are prepared for, for it's, things. It's crazy. It's not even that I'm prepared. It's I got so freaking lucky with this podcast. I got hooked up with like three different PR firms pretty early on, and they just feed me all kinds of people. It's just, it's crazy. Like I, I, I've had weeks where I've recorded three or four episodes, but I only used to release one a week. Yeah. I, my lead time ballooned to like eight weeks, and I hate that. I <laughs> yeah, want it to be really. Like, yeah, I want oh, it to be like I, four I almost, weeks. Four weeks would be great. I mean, any weeks. When I first started, I was so like, we had uh, nothing going on. It's the beginning of a pandemic. Yep. And I was so dedicated to like, I want to like be able to like backlog a few of these in case we need a break. And yeah, and then even like, you know, especially when the the winter and it got even more dismal. And I remember like texting Mike and Russ. I'm like, I'm motivated. I'm going to get a sponsors. I'm going to like send emails. And then now I'm just like, you guys want to record? It's been like a month. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of where we're at. So it's a, it's time consuming. People don't get it. Like even like our like shammed pot together <laughs> podcast, like <laughs> it still like takes time to edit and just like throw in little shit. And you yeah. can tell the ones that I, I, I made an effort to, cause I'll throw in little like noises. Yes. In like Dan mosh pit shit. And, oh, like, I love I'll, Dan mosh pit. Oh, can't go back. Can't go wrong with Dan. Martin. No, but yeah, but so, but like, but sometimes I'm just like, I'm like, okay, theme song. All right. Skip ahead. I know there's dead space. I'm just leaving them all in. <laughs> See, but what's nice. So it's nice. And you get this as the, as the one man guy who does the whole thing and edits, like why the advantage I have over Mike and Russ is cause I'm editing. If I like make a shitty joke or something that makes me sound stupid, I can cut that right oh, out. Oh yeah. Something that falls flat. <laughs> it's out. I'm gonna leave theirs in. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna edit mine out. Yeah. So. 
how did you guys get that started? How did you hook up with Mike Shue? And how did you guys come up with the idea of doing an entire podcast about Neil Young's discography, album by album, track by track? <laughs> it's another way I just sound old to my children is like, <laughs> you guys don't understand what it was like. But like, I think... I held out from getting Spotify for a long time because of how much it sucks for artists. But then yeah. eventually I just caved. But, uh, but but it's really like if I have it, I'm going to take advantage of it. So like the fact that I can just like, like right, I, the fact that you can do, you can just do that with any artist. You can just listen to all of their albums in order. It, it's yeah. amazing. And so with Neil, I, I've always loved Neil, but never really dove deep. And then we were talking to Mike, me and Russ were talking to Mike on um, his other podcast, Breaking the Ice. And uh, we just got talking about Neil and then we just started ranting about Neil together. And uh, <laughs> he, he messaged me on Instagram and he goes, we should definitely start a Neil Young podcast. And I, he probably was saying it like, just like in it, like joking. And then I'm like, okay. And I sent him like a three page itinerary of how we were going to do it. And he's like, Oh, all right. Well then I guess we're going to do this. So we had a zoom meeting just to make sure we would vibe and yeah. we did. And, and then like very first episode, we just kind of hit it off and I don't know. Mike's one of my good friends. And so it's pretty cool. Oh yeah. And Mike's been on the show a couple of times too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, he's hilarious. He, he kills me. He's so funny. So well, he's got that deep radio voice too. It's, it's like sexy. sexy. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm never. There's only a few people that I'm vocally envious of. My voice is garbage. I, I Same, hate. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 so I hate editing podcasts. I hate listening to myself. I'm I know, so. I hate it. Me too. But Mike, man, Mike and Mark Lanigan are like the two voices. If I could pick one, it'd be one of those guys. Yeah. Who's Mark Lanigan? Why do I know that name? Screaming Trees, Queens of the Stone Age, Queens. That my yeah, 100th yeah. episode. Yeah. So, oh, really? Yeah. Dude, you get some names, man. I try. How do, how do you do it? Do you are you just you're just persistent? At times, yeah. Uh, with with Mark, yeah. it was a progression. I had had so I had Black Rebel Motorcycle Club on Leah and Pete from BRMC. Then yeah. I started getting people around them in their orbit on, like this guy named Ian Ottaway. Yeah, okay. And a guy named Matt Boroff, and they're musicians themselves, and they had some excellent albums. And my 100th episode was coming up. I was like 10 episodes away from recording it. And I'm like, I want to do something big for number 100. And I, yeah. and I had uh, Ion on re pretty recently after that. And or no, no, it was Matt Boroff. And I'm like, he had mentioned working with him. So I was I'm like, hey, you know, I don't normally like to ask guests, former guests favors or anything like that. But you think Mark Lanigan would be interested in doing my 100th episode? Mm. And he's like, he might. He's really cool. He's like, I'll tell you what, I'll float it to him. And if he's interested, I'll connect you guys. Yeah. I was like, sure. And he, like a week or two later, he's like, yeah, Mark's down. So I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Awesome. He was about to release a book. So, uh, you know. Oh, nice. Uh, let me, so let me ask you this. Who's your, uh, who's your Mount, Mount Everest? Uh, like, Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page. Okay. I had his girlfriend on and his daughter. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. So maybe one of these days, but uh, there you it, go. Scarlett Sabet a few episodes ago is is she actually she's been on twice now. The first time we recorded right before Mark Lanigan, like like three or four episodes before Mark Lanigan, and um, she reached out to me like a, literally a year later, and she's like, "Do you mind if we take that down?" <laughs> like, oh really? Uh, oh, oh okay. Uh, 
Sure. If somebody, I'm not going to say no. If you know, if a guest right. wants me to take it down, I'll take it down. Yeah, sure. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't realize it was before Mark Lanigan. So I'm like, all right, is there any reason why? She's like, I want to do it again. I want to redo it. I think we can do it much better. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sure. There you go. No problem. Perfect. But I didn't real. I didn't think about it. So I took it down. And then I looked. I'm like, shit. Now that makes Mark Lanigan episode 99. Oh, no. <laughs> And, and all I do is like half the episode is me just saying, thanking him for being like my, my, well, not half, but you know, it's me yeah. thanking him for being my 100th episode. So, but I don't think anybody's actually oh, going to count. So, <laughs> well, now I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to bring it up on the next long. Uh, yeah. So I re-released it a few weeks ago and, uh, but the amazing thing is Jimmy Page is like my idol. I grew up worshiping Jimmy Page, Led Zeppelin, his solo stuff, yeah. Page, anything. Yeah. And so for her podcast, I was like, do you think Jimmy would mind if I used some of his music from this, his uh, soundtracks he did? Because he did a soundtrack for a Kenneth Anger film called Lucifer Rising, and he did the soundtrack for uh, Death Wish. He did the yeah, soundtrack Death to Wish. Death Wish 2. So, did he really? Yeah, it's all I've Jimmy. I've never seen Death Wish 2. So I'm like, do you think he'd mind if I use... I'm, I'm thinking more Lucifer Rising. She's like, I'll check. So she's like, she comes back to me like the next day, she's like, I asked Jimmy, yeah, he said, it's fine. No problem. He listened to the podcast. He said, yeah, that'd be great. He listened to the podcast. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. So that, Oh, it, that's, that's wild. When I released it, he put it in his Instagram story and I screenshot what? it and saved it. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's so cool, man. So maybe one oh, of these days that. I'll be able to get him on. But um, yeah. I don't want to ask him anything about Led Zeppelin because what's he going to tell me that he hasn't already told 100,000 other people? Right, right. So I want to know more about his time after Led Zeppelin with the firm and the stuff he did with the guys from yes and uh the soundtracks so that's what i want to know about so yeah so if jimmy you're listening let's let's do this do it jimmy but yeah jimmy and then david eugene edwards if i could get david eugene edwards on i would be, yeah that'd be amazing just because i think i've seen two interviews by him in 20 years yeah so that would be those are two of my mount rushmore's but you guys do interviews now Cooch. You hear that, yeah. Cooch is one of my favorites, man. Cauchemar, man. That was <laughs> that was the most awkward interview I think I've ever heard. Yeah, it's fucking Mike. It just <laughs> starts it out with like the weirdest question ever. I wish so I had the funny. balls to do that. Half I know, the time. me too. Me too. I got so nervous and then afterwards I'm like, why did I get nervous? I don't know this guy. Hey, yeah, like you're not gonna uh, talk to him afterwards. Yeah. Now, now, before we get into landing on water, I just want to preface this just to be completely transparent and upfront with you. And I can't speak for Luke or Russ. This is Mike. Um, okay. Up to this point in our podcast, this is what, in my humble opinion, Neil Young's worst album. <laughs> and I just want to put that up front because I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, everything's great and everything. I just want you to know where I'm coming from. <laughs> I just think that it, it's just it's a ter although I've warmed up to it over the years especially the last three songs on the album which is uh, I got a problem pressure and, and drifter I believe um, well I'd have to say to you in response to that right away I'd have to say that Neil does not care yes <laughs> to, to start off with I think you did the worst Neil Young album ever <laughs> Okay. And he, he had to at that point because he had been shitting on it for <laughs> yeah, he, 30 episodes at that point. He paid himself into a corner on that one for sure. Yeah, he did. Oh, it's so funny. So I really like that you guys have expanded into having people 
associated with the Neil album song. I, th- I think that was, that's a great move. Yeah. I, and, and re- pretty much anyone who wants to talk about Neil, like, I mean, not like, not anyone, yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like, if like, uh, like I'd love to talk to Margot price. She's definitely on my list or like, yeah. uh, Taylor or Griff from Dawes. And then Neil Young himself is probably obviously our, our guy. So, yeah. <laughs> so has, the, your, your love for Neil grown or decreased at all since you guys listen to him all the time now? Uh, increased exponentially. Wow. Um, and I think going through the, like the 80s, like the rougher albums, and then coming out and this podcast exposed me to 90s Neil. Like I was uh, very unfamiliar with Broken Arrow and oh. Sleeps with Angels and Greendale. So you, you love, you're a big fan of 90s Neil now. I, yeah, and and I love it all. I love the good, the bad, and I've been through it. I feel like I've fought wars with yeah. <laughs> with Neil's albums, and I feel like I I came out better for it. And we're still not done. Like mid the mid aughts aren't necessarily my favorite, but he's got some some quiet gems in there. And then well, I can't wait to get to like psychedelic pill. And oh, that's the Americana. only time I've seen Neil live was with on the psychedelic psychedelic pill tour. Yeah, a lot of people. So I, but you know. I don't want it to end. I want you guys to keep going. I mean, <laughs> is there any plans to do any offshoots? Like, uh, like he did, there's that four way street album or he's appeared on some just crazy horse albums. Yep. Is there any plans to do anything like that? I think we'll keep doing this for a while. We have, we have too much fun. Um, I think stretching them in the summer is like kind of a necessary, like, Let's like make sure this isn't work because we're not getting yeah. paid for it. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, let's make sure we're still having fun. And oh, then Pod Pantheon's not paying you guys? No, they're they're paying. Are they paying you? Uh, well, um, let me let me talk to <laughs> Peter about that. I'll... All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think like I'll be getting I mean, paid with all... dick pills pretty soon. That's. <laughs> I... <laughs> Blue, I agreed to do those, so <laughs> we'll we would have. But it, I was so burnt out. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't even want to commit to anything because I <laughs> just don't. I don't know. We did the AKG thing. Whatever. Yeah. We don't need to get into this. Stuff. But yeah, so <laughs> we, there, he still has so many albums. We're still we still have so much to do, and we'll do more interviews. Like I, I'm trying as hard as I can to get Margot Price or one of the dudes from Dawes, or the Avits, or anyone who wants to talk about Neil. Like in, and then like people who you know, I'd love to talk to Tweedy. I've reached out to his oh, people, but yeah. got nothing. Well, you guys had Patterson Hood on. Patterson was like a no brainer because. I mean, if you're doing a Neil Young podcast, you got to talk to one of the drive-bys. Oh, like, yeah. It's just, a, and so it, he was. It's got to be him or Cooley. That's it. Yeah. And I, so when I reached out to like, a, when I reach out to people, like, it's usually like, oh, I'm fingers crossed. I hope maybe they'll even respond. And yeah. then with, but with, when I reached out to Patterson's manager, I'm like, this is going to be a yes. And it was within five minutes. So like, yeah, he wants to do it. And when can he do it? Nice. <laughs> All that's right. Yeah. Cool. We're gonna, Has there been a, a Neil Young album that's grown on you? That you thought that you used to hate. Yeah. Like a, a couple, fungus. A couple of them. A couple of them. But I will say Landing on Water gets better the more I listen to it. Wow. She's going to I, I like, I know. And I like, I kind of want to have Cooch back on and tell him like, hey man. Oh, we were, we be, were wrong. That would be awesome. I would love it. Oh my. So ridiculous. That and the characters you guys have come up with, you know, David Briggs shoe, <laughs> Old Silver Gold, Nails Lofgren, Titty Bird. The Jacket. The ja- oh, dude, I love the jacket. The so... jacket is... But I think my favorite part is the theme song. You guys have literally written the best theme song in podcastdom. That's all. If, if Neil Young himself reached out and said, I 
hate your podcast. You guys are idiots and you're wrong and you're vulgar and you're terrible, but I love your theme song. I would literally die a happy man. That's all uh, I cared about. That's all I would care about. You guys, I always look forward to the new Long May You Youngs and I'm nice. really digging the, the albums. Thank you. Yeah, I think that I think you're going to like this new one. Again, it's much different. We have uh we did something different this time. It's You went f- it's a- ska funk. Yes, we went it's called skunk. Skunk. <laughs> <laughs> when the hell didn't I see that one coming? Oh my god! No, but but there will be horns on this oh, album. Interesting, uh, like light. But uh, so I'll we did a thing where we did a song in the beginning, like a group song, a group song at the end. The group song at the end is thirteen minutes long. It's just a, jam, a fucking Dude, nice jam. I didn't even talk about the live album you guys just put out. Oh yeah, that I don't remember that one. That, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that you guys did something that not a lot of people do, so it's kind of brave, is you put out a live album with no overdubs, no corrections. It's just yeah. basically straight off the board. Everybody, not just me, can hear you guys sing. You know, can I get this in the monitor? Can I get yeah. all the corrections? It's really wild. It's, it's you know, like a real concert experience. I, I loved it. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh it's fun, man. It's in I think we're going to try to do more of that. Like a lot of these guys like the engineers who are running it, they'll do board mixes anyway. And someone was just like, "Hey, I'd record it if you want it." And yeah. Tim Timmy is a huge dead guy, loves fish, and so he loves that bootleggy sound. So yeah. he's I think he actually bought a little mini recorder that he's just bringing the shows and trying to figure out where to put it so he can get the best sound oh nice yeah so we're gonna we're gonna try to do more because i there's nothing like that like capturing live shit and also like we're trying to take a lesson from neil's book just get everything record everything yes yes so i'm looking at dirty old demon west of seattle those are just awesome versions on the Mm -hmm. on the live and you guys do a great version of down by the river yeah, which is that's fantastic. A fun one. And fire on the mountain. I'm not a big Dead fan. I, yeah, but but I like your version of it. I, I kind of like the Dead's version of it too. I'm not a. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Grateful Dead at all. <laughs> but it, it's a it's a really excellent version of it. I'm really I, I kind of got into it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not a huge Dead guy either. But I'll I'm into anything where a, the band where we can lock in yeah. and like f- find our own rhythm and like vibe off each other. Yeah. I just like that. So we have that end song that's 13 minutes and it's called something else and Russ wrote it, but it's really just, uh, it's a 13 minute jam in E with a few like breaks for some vocals, but it's nice. We recorded it in one take and just like went off on each other. And we're going to overdub like some fun stuff on this. We're just going to get friends. We're going to send them the track and just be like, do whatever you want on this and we'll use what we like. But go over the middle, some some nails, nails. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> but the, uh, but the album's going to be called a, a boy, a bear, a beast, a bone, a mouse. Interesting. So, yes. So, and you can read into that however you want. Those are our <laughs> nicknames in the band. So that's where that came from. Okay. And I'm not going to tell anyone who, who anyone's nickname is. That's totally up for everyone to guess. You know, to get a clue, Go back and listen to Long May You Young because I think you mentioned a couple of them a few episodes ago. It probably slips out. Yeah. So, so yeah. if anybody's um, interested, go back and listen to Long May You Young. In fact, go listen to Long May You Young anyway because it's freaking hilarious. It's uh, yeah, it's fun. We have fun. <laughs> so where where can people find the 
band? Where can they get the music? And how, where can they follow the podcast? Tell me all the socials, how, how people can keep up with what you're doing. So uh, for Town Meeting, go on any social media platform and type in Town Meeting Band or Town Meeting Music. You'll find us. Our website is townmeetingmusic.com. And we're all over everything. Uh, we're trying to stay up to date on our website, but we're very forgetful and <laughs> whatever. But but it's there, and there's stuff on there for you to check out. And then for the podcast, same thing. If you type in Long May You Young Podcast, you'll find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And yeah, and we have a website too called uh, longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. We've got merch. We've got hats and all kinds of goodies, t-shirts, I think, stickers, nice. I think. So yeah. I'll have to swap you some merch. All mine's through Threadless, yeah. so it's like one-off printing. But I can get you a shower curtain <laughs> yeah. if you want with my logo on it. Oh, do you do shower curtains? That yes, rules, man. I do. I got a shower curtain. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll take a shower curtain. You send I'll... us a shower curtain. We'll send you a shirt and a hat. All right. I got I to gotta look that up. I got to remember how much they cost. I don't remember how much shower curtains cost. But it's, <laughs> yeah, it's my don't... big stupid-ass... Actually, I don't like to say stupid because I love the logo. The guy who did it yeah. for me did Soundgarden's Bad Motor Finger, too. Oh, that rules. So, yeah. He was my second podcast, Mark, a guy named Mark Dancy. Freaking awesome, nice. dude. And uh, I'm, I'm taking, I'm here trying to get your stuff. I'm hawking my merch. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I really appreciate this. This has been a blast. It's been awesome. You know, finally, it's fun, man. Finally talking to you, doing a podcast together. and Yeah. <laughs> If we can get somebody on, we would maybe do another uh, Neil Young podcast, either with you guys, either with yeah. through Long May Young or through Performance Anxiety, one or the other. We'll get a Neil. Yeah, of course. What's your Neil album? If 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 there's one we haven't done yet, what's your go to album? Oh, my my go to. You've already done. It's on the beach. On the beach. Okay. But I do like Psychedelic Pill a lot. Okay. So I'm I'm excited to hear that one. Okay. Or conversely i was incredibly disappointed in americana okay that would be interesting so i think i liked americana but it's been so long so we'll we'll see i was hoping for more crazy horse sounds coming out of americana yeah. than i got it a lot we're of it creep, we're creeping up to it yeah a lot so. of it sounded like i don't know yeah not 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 faithful to the originals necessarily but it wasn't yeah. as bombastic as i had hoped it would be yeah so yeah well, I finished my piss nice. town or whatever whatever the name was. <laughs> piss town is great. <laughs> it's great to finally meet you and talk yeah, with you. Yeah, you too. 